Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Tigers Talk Rugby. Before we get started, go take a look at our website, tigerstalkprod.com. That's T-I-G-E-R-S-T-A-L-K-P-R-O-D.com. Here you can listen to old episodes, read our blog, and buy our merch. The link will also be in the description. And in addition to that, go ahead and follow us on Instagram for podcasts and rugby news, which is at Tigers Talk Rugby. Now, without further ado. I'm Ethan Richards. I'm Becca Rice. And I'm CJ Bakel. And for this week's episode, we kind of want to go more abroad. We want to talk about some recent seasons that had ended and talk about some two championship games that finished up within the last few weeks. Yeah, we've got the uh, Premiership Final, uh, which ended for Saracens 35-25 over the Sharks. And then uh, the URC Final, which we all watched together, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. Becca, what was the final for that one again? It was 1914 to Munster over the Stormers. Yes. Yes, thank after you. They, after the Stormers had celebrated um, that they got to play Munster instead of Leinster. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't have the score up in front of me, and I was like, I have a million tabs yeah. open, and I always have the scores up whenever I have to read them because I like don't want to mess it up. And I couldn't find the right tab for the second game. I was like, somebody save me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But we got no, it. It was, it was a great final. Great game to watch. It was. I remember it was. We were trying to watch because CJ was in town, and we were trying to watch the Barbarians versus um, World Fifteen. But Flo was not cooperative. Uh, which I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this goes back to a conversation we had long time this ago about Flo. Long, long, long ago. Yes. <laughs> With our our attitude towards Flo as individuals, we, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of people share the sentiment that we have. Some of us begrudgingly give them money. Yeah, true. Uh-huh. Or have in the past. <laughs> right. So let's let's get into the game. So um do we want to talk about URC or Prem first? Let's go let's go with the Prem since uh it happened um I think the it happened uh, before the um URC. Well, it was the URC. same day. It was the same day, you know, but I think yeah. it finished first, didn't it? I do believe that was the morning game, if I recall. Right. Yeah. Um when I yeah, that's what I that's back. what I meant. Yeah. So uh, you had Saracens beating Sharks 35-25. It was, uh, it was a very, very, very entertaining game, personally. I mean, like, I think at one point I texted my dad. I was like, like we could have, like, a 50-point game, like, aside. <laughs> like, like <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> like, you never know when you get in the last 20 minutes. You're like, you know, there could be a lot of scores that could follow up. Obviously, like. Uh, it's it slowed down a little bit more, but I mean there were a lot of points being put on the board for a while. Like, I mean, um, I mean you had a classic battle with Owen Farrell and George Ford on the foot, both putting up uh, several penalty uh, kicks themselves and conversions. I think it was like uh, two conversion kicks each, and then like three penalty kicks for Farrell and two for Ford uh, in terms of points. Like that's that's hefty, you know, <laughs> like, so that was a cool kicking battle that I always liked since that was, you know, like the pair for England for a while. And now we've got, you know, the extra man in the mix. Yeah. Honestly, dude, this, this like 
had a this championship had a lot of drama and had a lot of things happen during it, right? Because mm-hmm. we had, you know, it's like okay, cool. We have the perennial, uh, perennial team, the desti- like the the dynasty team in the Saracens coming in to potentially win their sixth one, uh, and then you have Sale who haven't come to see in a final a, in a long time. It's been, I think it said it's like been 17 years. So 2006 was the last time they actually like won, yeah. like lifted the title. So it's like there's this like David and Goliath kind of thing, even though Sale is arguably Goliath versus Goliath right now with the two rosters. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but you, in, you had like just about everything. There was drama, like there was yellow cards, there were penalty tries, great kicking. Uh, there were protesters. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> there were. <laughs> there yeah. were protesters. There was a little bit of a, a lot of different things that were going on in this match. But uh, I want to give a shout out to Sale to give or increase their confidence going into this game by getting Sir Alex Ferguson, the former Manchester United uh, <laughs> uh, manager, to come in and give a team uh like a team chat unfortunately it failed i mean to be fair got it in the last 14 minutes that's what happened they were leading (laughs) yeah towards the end i'll say to be fair it was a very very close game for a very long time to where like like uh i mean sale got a card at 21st minutes against tom curry and then like like during his time with a yellow card they were able to still score like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it was uh, really impressive, you know, like that's, there's, there was a lot of feats going on for them until like I, what blew my mind was that like they were up a man for the last like seven or so minutes of the game and they weren't quite able to do what they had done for the first like 60 minutes of the game for that last seven when they were up a man, which is what I think really could have changed the, half of the game you know like once once that 71st or so minute when i think that was like technically the final score was being hit i believe that was when like the 70th minute something like that was when that final try was scored and the conversion happened like that i was thinking oh there's so much time left you know like there's so much game left to play this game has been so back and forth right but like i mean realistically like sale had had finished you know, they hadn't put on any points since, I don't know, like the 55th minute at the latest point, maybe a little bit before that. You know, it had been a while since they had put points on the board. That's why when I saw that yellow card hit, I was like, this this could flip the game back. Like, this could bring that power back in, and this could make it, like, a even tighter game going into the 80th minute. I was like, oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. And then they just couldn't get it together at the end of that game. But overall, I mean, still a fantastic game to watch. Yeah, I agree. Because like like we said, uh, about 13, 14 minutes left in the game. I mean, sales still up. They still have a chance. Then a couple quick scores from, you know, Saracens, like we said, we're talking about. It, it was really, it seemed even like until the last like, couple minutes, it was anybody's game. Because it just seemed like the way that game had been going. Sale easily should have been a could have been able to, especially should have been able to when they were up a man, score two quick tries or just even just a try and a penalty to to bring it back level, and they just weren't able to. It's just 
probably, you know, the experience and the discipline of Saracens coming out on top there towards the end. Well, discipline considering they, they got a yellow card. I guess discipline <laughs> in their defense. Their cleanup. Their defense. The cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it always goes back to the thing of like, the Saracens have been here several times. It seems like yes. Twickenham is their yeah. second home. So, I mean, that's where the experience comes from, I guess. Yeah. True. I mean, like, what, it was Elliot Daly's try into uh, Ivan Van Zyl? Is that how you say it? Van Zyl? Yeah, Van Zyl. Uh, yeah, I, can, I, yeah I, always, I always lack the confidence when I have to say some names. But, um, yeah, those two tries, like, within five minutes to just, like, bring that, like, 10-point lead for uh, Saracens was, like, really rough. I was like, okay, 10 minutes left in this game. Yellow card hits. I'm like, that, that time doesn't matter. Like, this is possible. This is huge. And obviously, I was rooting against Saracens, uh, especially because, like, I, I, I don't know. The other part of me is like, well, Saracens won, and, you know, Bath just creamed Saracens. Obviously, it wasn't the full. The, real championship, yeah. happened to <laughs> the real championship happened. The real championship. Yes. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> Saracens are afraid to play Bath in the knockouts. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, you know me. I'll I'll find any way to bring it back to Bath if yeah. it comes to Prem. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, we'll see. You know. I want to. So, who do you guys? I guess is my my question here is who like really stood out to you, um, and who just kind of disappointed you? Because I have one. I felt I kind of was expecting to see a little bit more from Manu Tuilagi, but it seems sort of like they uh, had been able to bottom up a little bit. Only had what twenty seven meters and seven carries. Yeah, Wait. he he Wait, didn't. I feel like you just put out the. That is such. That's a cheap like person to say, yeah. oh, yeah, I had so much <laughs> expectations, and then he let me down. That is the man that has so many expectations has let everybody down. Okay, you, you know what? You know, he didn't leave me, let me down that much. He, he, I don't think he did. did was he in? I can't remember it, if he got, came off injured or not. I think he just came off, right? Yeah, he did come off. Yeah, so he didn't get injured. So, you know, that raised the expectations a little. He met the expectations a little. <laughs> Or exceeded them because I expected him to get injured. Actually, I think on a, on a positive end, after watching Owen Farrell kick for England during the Six Nations, you know, it looks like he was hitting his kicks this week. He's been practicing. Oh, yeah, he was literally just practicing. Um, <laughs> no, no but maybe like, three maybe for three. It. It's wearing on a, you, three for three on penalties, and then he hit two conversions. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just wearing the England jersey. Owen Farrell can't kick. Manu Tuilagi's made of paper. Um, <laughs> I mean, usually Owen Farrell can kick. It just this Six Nations was just not his not his kicking year. Um, but regardless, uh, I think I don't know. I like there's no particular player for Sar- Saracens that I look at that I'm like, wow, their game was just like overly spectacular. I think it was like overall just like a well-played game by their team who like grounded in, put it together and like put a win together. And you know how harmful those words were coming out of my mouth. Like I'm yeah. complimenting Saracens as a team. Oh. oh terrible. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I mean, out. You, you know, you can give it to them. They are, a great team. They are. Even, Let's even just, when they're not 
breaking the salary cap, you know. <laughs> They're it's a great like the team, Houston especially Astros. when they won the second one. You're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Everybody hates them until they win the second one. You're like, okay, maybe they are good. No, you still hate them. You still hate them. Now I mean, you're like, okay, well, at least them. they weren't you're... using this time. Yeah. yeah. You still hate them. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Throwing a little I mean... bit of MOB in there for you. Yeah, <laughs> there's our baseball talk for the rest of the year. All yep, right, yep. check All that right. off. <laughs> well, let's Get let's uh, close up on on the prem final. Congrats to Saracens for winning it. Um, I was I was hoping the Sharks were going to take it, just because I thought it was going to be a really really interesting story. Seemed um, like they were for a little while there. It did. It did. The first like 50 minutes of the game were like so hyped i was like so excited but i mean saracens did saracen things yeah. so let's move on to the urc final okay yes sir which honestly as much as it wasn't as entertaining as this other one it was still a pretty good match it was so freaking physical and i think that's what you would expect out of a south african team but i enjoyed that the monster came in and met that physicality. Yeah, I would yeah, I say they more than met it. I mean, they took it head on, literally, and pushed yeah. through it in their own way. Like, it was... That game was uh, intense. I mean, even though, like... One thing I will say is a five-point game, I don't think quite shows the justice of what Munster was able to put together on offense, right? right? Like Munster was constantly breaking tackles and or beating defenders, I guess would probably be a more accurate sense. They yeah. weren't necessarily breaking the tackles, but they were beating defenders and gaining ground like successfully a lot to the point where it was what? Like, I think they, like, I think it was almost double the amount of tackles for the Stormers. Like there was, so much defense yeah. being played. I, yeah, the Stormer, I have the, the stats here if you want to hear them. The, yeah, um, yeah. So the clean breaks, so the clean break, breaks, uh, Munster had seven, uh, Stormers had five, defenders beaten, uh, the Munster had 34 defenders beaten to, to, oh the, to Stormers nine. Um, and then Munster had 89 tackles made, only nine missed for a success rate of about 91%. Versus 191 tackles made by Stormers, 34 missed for a, a completion a tackle success rate of about 85%. That is ridiculous. It's so difficult to win if you're missing that many more tackles. You're allowing them to get by your man that much more often. It, it makes a huge difference at the end of the game. Sometimes teams can overcome that, but it's very difficult. You essentially have to play perfect everywhere else to, to do so. Yeah, I think what what murdered Munster on the scoreboard was their inability to prevent themselves from <laughs> penalizing. Yeah, they had a metric like butt ton of penalties compared to there. I mean, they had thirteen penalties compared to five, and like we always talk about this: if like, you just give up penalties, especially within your own half, that automatically goes to points. So yeah. luckily, they didn't. A lot. They, they didn't get too many penalties that ended up going into points. Yeah, I mean, like, really, at the end of the day, like, 
They were, I would argue, lucky that that the penalties didn't swing the game, right? Because, like, 13 is a lot. You know, like, 13 is no no shy number of penalties. Like, no. Like, you want to be, like, realistically, you want to be at, like, 8 to 10 a game max. And, like, yeah, for the Stormers to only have, yeah, that's pushing it. Like and and Stormers put had five like that is so reasonable, right? You know, uh, it, so I don't know. I thought that as a game overall, I was like, "Whoo!" That was a scary, scary moment. Honestly, if you told me a couple months ago that it was going to be a South African team, I'd have been like, "Okay, yes, it's probably going to be a South in the final." If you told me that it was going to be an Irish team, I would have said. Yes, that's probably a good idea. Irish team, South African team, totally fine. But if you told me it was Munster, and not only that, Munster was going to have thir- eight more penalties than them, and they would still freaking win, I would have said no, no way. <laughs> I don't know if any of us would have believed that, to be honest. No, my I, like, money was on. It was on. It was going to be Leinster. And, well, it was. And, yeah, everybody did. But yeah, I mean, even the Stormers thought so because they were celebrating otherwise. Oh, yeah, they were very happy. Yeah, they were like, oh. We, we had to play Munster, ah, and then, you know, you'll lose. When you told me that they were celebrating that they were playing Munsters in the final, I was like, yeah. no way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is so disrespectful. I am sure that Munster walked into that game with some fire after hearing that, because there's no way they didn't, right? Like, there's no way they right. didn't hear about that press and weren't, like, their attitude was well, just there, like, there all was right, a video of... There's a video, I think, in one of the one of the stormers, because they all were watching the game and they were videotaping them celebrating the end of the game. So Yeah. And to be fair, like this win was not like this win was not an early win. Like they didn't take the lead and hold the lead for a very long time. Like mm-hmm. Stormers put points up first. And like sure, like Munster came back, took the lead over, uh scored uh scored like to take the lead um and then like right into the beginning of the second half or i guess first 10 or so minutes in the second half like stormers put points back up and then there was like nothing for like another 20 25 minutes or so until finally munster like closed it out it was very close it was very tense yeah and there was like there was a lot of cards in this game there was three yellow cards two for two for munster the one happened, I think, the seventy eighth minute, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But like they, the fact they overcame those um, is very impressive. You know, also speaking, I guess you know a lot of yellow cards that we've been talking about today, and how it's impressive teams have overcome those. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like the first yellow card for Munster was like part of the reason why the Stormers got their second try yeah. towards the beginning of the second half, like that did sway the game to an even game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like, again, goes back to the penalties conceded, goes back, like, you know, it goes back to that, like, like, uh, I guess, discipline. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they overcame it. It was uh, a great game. I mean, two, honestly, two games back-to-back that weekend, fantastic. Great games, yeah. I want to circle back to the yellow card thing. Only yeah. because it seems that yellow cards are just getting more increasingly uh, frequent than they used to be. And it seems that now 
teams are able to game plan around getting a yellow card. Just like is, I wonder if that's like a part of the game plan going in is like, okay, we're going to have, we're to play this certain style and have these certain points. And if at any point in time we get to a yellow or a red, this is how we're going to change the game plan so that it's part of the pregame uh, ritual or management rather than be like, oh, on the fly, we need to change things up. Yeah, and I agree with that completely. And I think that has to do with like the the ch- way the game has been changing in the last few years. We see them, um, you know, very, a lot more serious about um, knocks to the head, policing uh, aspects of the game, like around the ruck and things like that. So I think that has led things like that have led to what seems like there's a few more uh, yellow cards, but. I have also heard, I don't remember, recall which team it was that I heard it about. I think I've heard about several teams, actually, is that some teams do actually practice where they play, where they do scrimmages or game, games where they're one, even two men down so they can get used to having less space to work with or um, having less uh, options to pass to or having to cover more ground on defense and stuff. So I think that is a very important thing nowadays in professional rugby is just being able to adapt and be prepared ahead of time for if you're going to ha- go down. Ideally, you don't want to go down, but you you prepare for any possible outcome. See, I think on top of like practicing with a man down and, and things like that for like both offense and defense, isn't just training for situations where these yellow cards are important, but also just like like making a situation harder in general usually means when you have to do it when you have the extra man and you can make the hole with that extra man, you can draw that extra pressure, like it makes it easier. So like I think I think maybe just like understanding how to play the game in a more like challenging level is benefiting teams both in these situations and just in general with the sport. So like, cause I know when, when I played in, in, in high school and when like at Clemson, we used to do drills where you were having extra men on defense or like you would play touch and you would rotate a player to where if they scored, they moved to the other team. So like one team gets, gets smaller and right. smaller, you know, like those sort of activities I know like exist already and i'm sure just like putting a little bit more emphasis on those areas to make those challenges more prevalent has probably just benefited you know overall right but that's that's my like theoretical side of it like not just related to these teams or this game but just like just the idea overall yeah no for sure and i think that is an important thing is that by practicing when you're playing, you know, three on twos or maybe four on twos or, you know, 14 on 15, that when you do, when you're able to play 15 on 15, you know, that is, just makes it that much easier because now you're prepared for, for that to happen. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think we should wrap up our focus here on, on these, these two mm-hmm. games. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, once again, congratulate the two winners in Saracens and Munster for their wins we have a few more um international club le- uh, leagues that are in their playoffs with uh top 14 going into semis and uh super rugby just entering playoffs um where i'm gonna say let's go crusaders on that front i'm gonna say actually let's go worse. Uh, of course you would say <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna beat the crusaders again 
I know. This time in Christ. Oh, I know Beckett's been uh, giving me crap for the last couple days that uh, the Drew are going to beat Crusaders in the first round of the playoffs. And, you know, you know, I don't think they're going to let it happen twice. I don't. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but with that, let's uh, wrap it up here. CJ, you got any uh, episodes for, uh, or not episodes, uh, games for people to be keeping an eye out for? Yeah, but before we get started, everybody make sure to go check out the website, T-I-G-E-R-S-T-A-L-K, prod, P-R-O-D.com. Again, listen to older episodes. You can look at Beckett's uh, blog as well as check out our merchandise. So please do. Now, for the schedule for this, I'm going to go start with top 14, and then I'm going to go super rugby just so people know what's going on. And then I'll end with my usual uh, MLR. So... On Friday, June 9th at 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time, Toulouse is playing Rossing so in the semifinal of the top 14. And then going over to the other side of the semifinal bracket, we've got La Rochelle versus Bordeaux, and that'll be on Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And then get ready for these times. This is where it gets wild. <laughs> Are you going to read them all? Oh, oh yeah. So <laughs> Friday, I'm going to have to do a lot of math here. Friday, the 9th of June, we got Blues versus Waratahs at 3.30 Eastern. And then Chiefs versus Reds at 1.35 Eastern. Yes, that's right. Oh, so that's on, actually, that's technically Saturday. No, that's Friday. I don't know. I'm messed up. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Just read the games. Just read the games. Don't worry about the times. Okay. And then Saturday, we've got Crusaders versus Drua and Brumbies versus Hurricanes. Both are in the early morning. I might try and watch that Hurricanes-Brumbies game at 4.30 in the morning Central Time. So that's the international schedule. Now, with the heat being on for the playoffs in uh, the MLR, We've got on the June 9th, uh, Sabercats versus Old Glory DC. On the 10th, Dallas and Nola Gold. Also on the 10th, ATL and New York. And then Utah versus Chicago. And then on June 11th, we have Toronto versus San Diego and Seattle against New England, which would be a fantastic game, maybe a preview of the championship. So on that note, go watch some rugby.